if I don't let you know, then I won't be for real. I could be wrong, but I feel like something could be going on. The more I see you, the more that it becomes so true, there ain't no other for me. It's only you. I want to be down. Continue podcast. <laughs> episode, episode 142. My name is Anthony John Agnello. And uh, that was Brandy's I Want to Be Down from her hit 1994 album, Brandy. Uh, R.I.P. Brandy. R.I.P. <laughs> never, never forget. Uh, <laughs> wait, Brandy's alive. <laughs> Brandy is wait, definitely. No, it's like Leah. Leah. I'm thinking of yeah. Aaliyah. God damn it. You're thinking, of, yeah. you're thinking of hit star of the film Matrix Reloaded, Aaliyah. Uh, <laughs> that person who uh, definitely mistook Brandy for somebody that exploded in a plane is none other than Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh, my brain is being rate limited, so I apologize for any... <laughs> uh, You're only allowed to view so many bro- posts in your brain? Yeah, and it's it's already hit it, like, within an hour of waking up today, so just don't mind me. I'm fine. Uh, that person who is is riding Twitter uh, as, as it falls from the bomber... Doctor Strange love style going woo is none other than Susan Art. Hello, Susan. Not inaccurate. Not no. not at all an overstatement. Yeah, no, nope. That's that's uh pretty spot on. So what happened? I've been pretty okay. out of touch from my dude from the didn't world. pay his bill. Yeah, I've heard it's a common so I've heard it's a combination of things. So one, yes, he did not pay his bill. Like stories were popping up that like all like the contracts to his data center, like subscriptions and stuff. Cause it's, you know, it's a service. You have to pay the fee to host your shit all ran out on June 30th. And so he's trying to get all of that stuff off of like AWS or whatever, move it to a different platform because he owes them like a billion dollars or so. It's just like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money that he doesn't have. And then I also heard that the, so the day before the rate limiting started to happen, uh, he shut off the ability for pub- the public to view tweets without logging in. Yeah, and that was A that lot was of people classic. were like, that's preposterous. Like, like, why would you do that? Yeah. But it was probably in response to the fact that it's like, oh, we need to prevent people from being able to to load tweets as quickly as possible and the problem is a lot of articles have embedded tweets in them yeah and i was just gonna look, say like the news industry <laughs> doesn't what, function <laughs> when you look at an embedded tweet when you're not logged in twitter makes a call to home base to try to see if it will allow you to have access when you do that a lot, you are effectively DDoSing yourself. Oh my god. That's so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's like a combination so they, of they like, like lizard squatted themselves? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they go. The two things go together, right? So he didn't. He hasn't paid. It's either Google or AWS. I'm not sure which yeah. one. A, the billion dollars for the hosting. Yeah. So the data got throttled. So it's like, okay, well, how do we limit the amount of data that we're calling for? Oh, I know. Only people who are logged in can see tweets. What could possibly go wrong? And then they DDoS themselves. Yeah, so now you can only view like five tweets before. You know, the thing, which is great if you really want advertisers back on your platform is to tell them that people can't (laughs) Uh use your service or look at things. It's amazing. I do. Isn't there a board of directors? Isn't there? No, it's a private. Well, I mean, it's a private company now. And Ellen, Ellen... I mean, Ellen owns it. I don't like. I don't, I don't, dude. I don't know how that shit works. I, like, he's he's bringing someone else in to run it, but it's cl- but she's clearly really. being set up as a patsy. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, Why would she take that gig? It's free Why? money. It's free. Don't understand. It's gotta be mo- like just it's think free about money. the paycheck. Yeah, it's free money. And no, I guess. N- no one ever fails. Like, I mean, like people fail, but like no one ever like sees consequences yeah. for that like phil harrison's been bouncing from failure to failure for like a decade now <laughs> yeah it's true and if you're, and, gonna, if you're yeah. gonna roll the dice to to be like yeah maybe i'm the public face of this meltdown for like a second mm-hmm. but the, that guy is always the guy like yeah his whole his yeah and i so. guess the like the worst the worst thing that happens is it fails, and it's like, well, of course it failed. I couldn't, like, who, yeah. nobody could have saved right. it. Nobody, or right. if you do manage to do something positive with it, you're a miracle worker. Yep. You get that payout. There's right. no downside. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, like almost like ca- it's almost like the movement of capital is corrupt and fucked. What? And what? Yeah. It's so weird. It's so yeah. strange. How it's like it's like uh, it's like launching a presidential campaign. Like either you win or you lose, and you can parlay that into a book deal or a TV show. There's no downside (laughs) if you have the money to do it. Uh, Speaking of no downside, if you have the money to do it, video games. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) there you go. Nice. (laughs) So uh, we're recording this after I have spent. A week right by the beach, boy. I could uh, not be more jealous. Nate Drake. I, I I did it. Nate Drake. Did you have Nate a Nate Drake? Drake. Su- <laughs> did I you did have Drake a Nate Drake summer? So fucking hard. I I like I popped my collar. Nice. I tilted my my fitted cap. I went and got some cello shooters, and man, did I fucking do it. I need I need Drake it hard. Uh. No, I like I was your like total middle-aged guy on a beach. I I like I was like I'm going to exercise and read two books and, and be with the kids. Like that was it. Socks and, and it sandals. Fucking ruled. Socks socks and sandals for life. Big wool socks too. Fucking Burks just chilling. Like blasting fucking Fleetwood Mac as I walk down the street on a tape deck that I'm holding on my shoulder. It's this whole milieu gets weirder as I go. <laughs> what is he doing? You could go your own way. Oh um, my God, get on with it. All right, yeah, so two things. Number one, I know that we're all going to be talking about this soon because there's going to be a television show of it. The first book I read is called The Three-Body Problem. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Highly recommended to both of you. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but, like, I was reading it, and people were like, this is so incredible. It's so visionary. And I was like, this is just Metal Gear if it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> if this, like, at one point, <laughs> like... I, like, like they, they, there is, there's some crazy shit going on with like nanofilament wires, and I was like, wait a second. I this feel is- like the book reading public just doesn't play enough video games. Is the problem? They're getting fleeced by all this stuff. They're getting fleeced by big book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is relevant because the second book I read is a a big one in like this is the big 2023 book like you go into every airport it's on every single shelf it's everywhere i read this wonderful novel by a woman named gabrielle zevin and it's called tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and the reason that this book is relevant to our little niche two things it's very good book I want to say that usually when like a novel blows up, it kind of sucks. Like the because Da Vinci people Code have no taste. Yeah, da-, da Vinci Code is like I always think of that as like the I know that was twenty years ago now, but like the pinnacle of like mainstream reading. Yeah. Like horrible. Like it was like barely coherent. Literally has, anything by James Patterson. Yeah. Yes, anything. Any by James book Patterson. that has over like seventy chapters. Yeah. Like so, so <laughs> two hundred pages. House, the beach house we stayed in, it was just time locked in 1997. Like, there was two VCRs, stacks of VHS tapes. Love it. Lyra, Lyra watched Chicken Run on VHS. Yes! Like this was the shit. But like that they good. had a bookshelf in the master bedroom, and it was just like James Patterson, James Patterson, James Patterson, Steve Larson. So like, I I like, and like I picked up James Patterson. I was doing the old Johnny Carson bit. For mm-hmm. Kate, I would just hold the James Patterson book up to my head <laughs> and just go, mm, a detective of color, a sexual assault, and it was the white guy. A James Patterson novel. Uh, and then yeah. she, she would do Ed McMahon. hey oh uh, <laughs> Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow is not that. This is a an exceptionally written novel with incredible characters, and it happens to be the story of a friendship throughout the life of two people who meet and bond around video games. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they become very prominent developers in sort of the the golden age of the video game industry in the mid-90s. Like, that first big boom. Everyone's Uh, making Ferrari money for getting the big hit. Yes. And so it's like the, it's set in this incredibly fertile territory and the story of these two characters like you know they they meet as little kids in a hospital because one of them has been through this horrific accident and the other one is you know sort of like she's an outcast and of the many things it deals with about trauma and violence and sexual abuse and power dynamics and like right like high octane life shit all of it is earned all of it is beautiful and the way it speaks to the truth of video games and how video games can be the shared experience is so 
true and reflective of our little world. I'm like, I have, I like, video games sits at the center of how many of uh, like the three of us are closest <laughs> friendships, including each other, right? So I can see, like, I'm like, this is really tapping into the accuracy of everything. But oh no, this is for normies. Oh no, oh no. And yet, the first hundred and eighty pages of this three hundred and sixty page book is so redolent with references. And not in a Ready Player One way. This is okay. Not, I want to make it clear right out the gate. This is not Ready Player One bullshit because the references are so specific. But the consistency and brazenness of how wrong and incorrect they are. If you are tapped into the world of video games, Kate walked in on me reading this book. I didn't say a word. She just goes, are you okay? Oh, no. <laughs> because I was like reading on every page. I'm like, but that's wrong. That doesn't <laughs> like it. So the, the one of our two characters, a woman named Sadie Green is okay. attending MIT in 1994 okay. and taking a private games course, game design course with a successful independent developer. Not no, in the she's not. No, no, she's not. not. no, she's not. No, she's not. She's fucking not. <laughs> no, don't, like, again, guys, like, guys. right off the bat, like, that literally did not exist. Guys, where, where do I begin? And so this, like, this, he, and he is very much, a, like, modeled, he's like, um, Israeli Jonathan Blow, this character okay. Dove. And, like, I'm like, well, that wouldn't exist. I mean, I'm MIT, the birthplace of video games, the original, the original Space War, the very first video game ever made, made at MIT. Maybe. Like, I can forget. I can, I can see it. I can see, like, maybe there is an elective where somebody. Sure. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a skunk works kind of a. Yes. It's going to be totally off the books. It's not going to be, like, sanctioned by the university in any way. And so this professor dove is like a inappropriate sexually aggressive okay you know, that's accurate auteur right now we're back on track yeah. accurate totally representative of like a young woman entering yep. the games industry like yes. this is a a real archetype it's true and then yes. she goes back to his apartment in 1994 and he's like come with me i have a press copy of the new hideo kojima it's no, not don't. gonna be called Metal Gear 3. It's gonna be called Metal Gear Solid because the next the last one didn't do well in America. I'm like, first of all, Metal Gear didn't go into defense. The PlayStation wasn't out yet. It wasn't even out. No one knew who fucking Hideo Kojima was, even in Japan. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And the last Metal Gear never came out in the United States. The hardware for it never came out in the United States. And this, this niggling, pedantic detail, it's every page. Nope. Guys, it's every 
every page yeah. is something specific Can't. about our Can't. gross little world that is wrong in every yeah. way. That yeah. shit, Anthony, Anthony is texting me, and I'm just like, I'm reading them going like, like did, no! <laughs> and it's fucking, it's every page. It's every, every page, there's a new thing that's totally fucking wrong. She and her friend, Sam, get together and they're like, we're going to make our own game. We're going to make our own game for PCs. PCs. And we know, like, it'll still be 3D. It's 1995. It's 1995. And it won't be a big 3D adventure like Mario 64 or Zelda 64 games Don't, that, that didn't come out for years. Two years. At least, yeah. <laughs> And like it's relentless. It guys, it and like the thing is Also making a game so, in 3D, like like I, you, did, like did, you did. need like did. Nintendo bought like a silicon graph like the it's a huge off the shelf thing. Off it's the like, shelf computers to children to children with off the shelf computers making a 3D game. And like it's so oh my god guys, it's so small, fucking relentless. Small, small linguistic point of order. They wouldn't say PC. They would have just said computer. computer. They yeah. just would have said computer, but they say PC. It's they not, say PC market. Susan, no, in no. the year 2000, in the year 2000, when their publishing entity is taking off and they've made their own engine that does volumetric but, lighting and god no, rays. That they and didn't. then, Wait, then god, they wait did they say god rays? Yes, they say God Rays. No one said God Rays until I'll like the mid of the page. At the very I'll least. Send you a pic- then, like Penny Arcade invented that, right? Like they 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 go and they find two college kids, two uh, like a couple, and these guys are making a Japanese RPG. No, they're not. Only for PCs, inspired by their favorite game in the year 2000, no. Persona. No, no, they're stop. not. No, no, and they're it's not. Called no, they're Counterpart not. High, and no. it sells 2.5 million copies no, it in the no, first it month on PC. No, it doesn't. And like, so, <laughs> I can imagine somebody who's totally normal mm-hmm. being like, "This book's incredible." Like this, this gentle but Hemingway esque like narrative like style. And these incredible characters and the reality of this human no. struggle and the power no. of friendship and the ups and downs of connection. But in our heads, I'm just like... <laughs> nope. No one did not care well, about we, Studio Ghibli until like our, the 2000s. Our, Why are you our, referencing it as a thing? Late night, Early 1996. Early 1996. Oh, our character design is inspired by Princess Mononoke and Kiki's Delivery Service. That movie didn't come service. out until 97 in Japan. Didn't come Japan. out till, until 2000 and like no, 99. 99. November of 99 in the US. In America. <laughs> and so, also, so. and again, nobody like nobody knew who Miyazaki was. No. Like, no. like, 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 uh, like, uh, like John Toro was knew. out. Yeah. Like Fox put it out on DVD in like the mid 90s. But like nobody knew that was a Ghibli movie. Not mm-hmm. here. No. Unless, like that's the thing. Like you have to be so plugged in, like more than anyone has ever been plugged into anything, to make these kinds of references as a person in the nineties. Like you yes. have you have to have a Tarantino esque level of like knowledge and recall 
to you, be you like, had, oh yeah, that's it, that's a that's a that's a Miyazaki film. Oh, that's a that's a Kojima yes. game. Like, no, like nobody, you, nobody, nobody. So at like and like the one Susan, the one that pushed me over the edge where I had to like start texting Dave immediately <laughs> is this character Sadie is emailing her you know abusive professor Dove. A, a, like over the like the uh the feb like february break in 1995 and she's like playing chrono trigger on my laptop there are some good ideas there and i was nope. like i can't stand snowball no <laughs> there was no super nintendo emulator until the late 90s and even then like, it probably didn't run chrono trigger like it didn't know so look <laughs> and what laptop was running it right what fucking laptop <laughs> What like what military grade laptop do you have that can run like a prototype of SNES X? All but here's the thing. Number one, <laughs> this is how our people, our tribe, reacts to this kind of factual detritus. Like it's so hyper specific and so targeted in its attempt to paint a portrait of an era it's nothing like ready player one where it's just like and then i liked back to the future yeah. and then i liked spider-man and then i liked ghost in the shit like none of that shit like it's all like purposeful mm -hmm. and as i'm reading this i keep thinking to myself like am i a pedant for being i mean yes upset about all of this stuff but it's also like if you're putting these things in there, the audience that like it's not like video games are some subculture, which is the point of the book in a lot of ways. Like people will know these things. And I'm like, you know, ultimately, when you get to the second half of the book, sort of all of this stuff vanishes. Okay. And it gets like far more into the meat of like really sort of running a booming game development house in like the mid to late aughts and they like sort of attempt to make a like gentle MMO in that like post EverQuest period and all of a sudden like all of it becomes very accurate and okay. the specificity of all these cultural reference points vanishes and the the truth of everything that it's saying about video games and using video games as, a, as an analogous framework to talk about human connection is right. Okay. So do, do facts matter? Yes. <laughs> Here's why. Yeah. Yes, please. Here's why. So there's a certain... Um, okay, so whenever this kind of thing comes up, I think about the movie Backdraft. Right. Yeah. Okay. Backdraft. It's okay. It's it has not aged well. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. But the the core of that is that there's an arsonist who is purposefully creating a phenomenon known as a backdraft to to move the plot along. Yes. Imp ridiculous. Impossible. Absurd. Watching that with my volunteer fireman brother. He couldn't, he's like, that's just not, I'm like, okay, but it's storytelling. If you sure. start to get into the realism of things, very few things actually hold up, right? Okay. If you said that, oh, I just played a game called whatever, and oh, well, that game actually wasn't released until two years later. 
You know what? Fine. It's it's like Stranger Things putting 80s music in that's off by a year or two. Right. And I'll give you that. Like, it, I sit there and I go, come out today. But does yeah, it, or like like the kid having the poster of the thing on the wall. It's like that movie was a flop. He wouldn't have had a poster right, exactly, of the thing on the wall. Exactly. Like, 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 okay, but you want to fudge it a little bit to create the feeling of yeah. that? Fine, good enough. But <laughs> the kind of stuff you're talking about is so specific. It's so it's specific. Not just, it's not just, oh, she's listening to an album on her Walkman. Right. No, 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 no. You, sir, were being trolled. It feels like <laughs> it, it, there are times. There are times where it feels like a flex. Like, yeah, it feels like look at how, look at how deep a dive I did into this, and like this, this like this isn't like a. It's really funny. Like I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Oh well, if she was our age." And, like none of this would happen. I was like, she's forty five. Like this is a person who was mm. there. Like this is not a person speaking from you know inexperience and trying to capture an era inauthentically. Like a couple, like the the flexingness, the trollingness, the fact that all of these things are there, and that a copy editor or an editor didn't say, uh, this isn't right. Like, I've done the fact-checking in the process. Like, this is a commercially released novel. Like, it, there are so many editors. Well, okay. So, I'm going to let you in on a little secret there. No, I... Having worked as an editor at a book publisher... I, I'm aware. E, 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 yeah. I mean, it, that, I, that shit didn't get fact-checked. What One of my closest friends is the person who does this very work for Norton. Okay, okay. And... and this like this is this is a bridge too far there are too many of them for mm. it to have not been like in some way addressed mm-hmm. what i will say for all of this is the very last part of the acknowledgments you got to read all the way to the end to the very mm-hmm. last page of printed text in this book gabrielle zevin says it is highly unlikely that this teacher had access to this metal gear thing and she says a lot and that that is just one example of a you know like a a twisting because she was like i wanted to point to things that felt artistically relevant to the things these characters would end up making together and i was like fine I, but okay, okay, right, but okay. Why not do it correctly? Why not do it? And like, literally, I was like, "All right, well, then, why wouldn't you just set the book literally ten years later? Because yeah. then it wouldn't, it wouldn't, you would have no problem. Right? Just literally sh- time shift it by ten years, and none of this cognitive dissonance would be an issue at all. Um, and I, you know, like I, I think. I go back and forth on this. I've been going back and forth on it for days. Like, does it matter? And like your reaction, Susan, like, yeah, (laughs) of course it does. Because in a lot of ways, it like actively push it. Like somebody who does have this background. Like I was, I was thinking it would be like somebody, the comparison point I made to Dave was it would be like somebody writing a book 
about somebody in the recording industry in the early 60s hanging out with the Beatles and being right. like, and then John and Yoko got together in 1960 to write the hit album Physical Graffiti, which featured the song Pride yeah. in the Name of Love. And then they turned it into an animated film called Orange Submarine. And like fucking, you're, so many people will encounter this and be like, you're pushing me away from what matters here by presenting me with a, a dissonant world. Like, okay, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. You are referencing a, let's go with the Hideo Kojima reference, right? Yeah. You are referencing a person who exists in the real world and who mm-hmm. makes games that are that exist because you want to evoke you want to tap into that like that shorthand of language hey right. reader you know what Hideo Kojima does right so okay it matters then because if you're incorrectly re- or you're referencing Kojima in a way that doesn't make sense if if you don't Okay, you either get to do one or one of two things, right? If you're gonna reference Kojima, then do it fucking accurately. If right. you can't be asked to do it accurately, then make up someone. Yeah, make, make up, up someone some or, or don't be specific. Just or don't, yeah. like talk exactly. around it. Like, like how many how many like you know airport novels do you read about? Oh, like this person put in popular video game. Like like right, there are right. ways to do it without. Yes. Yeah. Like, totally. Get, I. The only, Especially if the like, point is not the references. Like, that's exactly, the thing that exactly. gets me. Either, the point is either the references or it's not. And if you're going to reference actual things like the Beatles and Yoko Ono, and all, the, then you're then do it right. Then do it right. Then do it right. And, like, you know, it, it's funny. I There are so many cultural things tied up in this. Like, I immediately, like, my first impulse was to just start, like, photoing pages from the book and then putting it on Twitter and being like blah 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 but then like immediately I stopped and I'm like being a middle aged white man pushing up his glasses and adjusting his pocket protector to correct a female author like I was like I I can't that's that's shitty like that's like I gotta it's a uh, mm. I know, but like that's exactly right. Mm. <laughs> this is very squishy territory. <laughs> uh, you're not saying it's it's not like well, good, this is oh, what happens girl. when girls write against. Pretty- <laughs> no, the fact that she's female is irrelevant. Irrelevant. I know. I know. But like, I, like it's so weird that the 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 bizarreness of video game town evokes that thought. Immediately. Yeah. That yeah. the bizarreness of Video Game Town is I can't wait to tell my friends about this because we're all such weird fucking pedants that we'll all have this reaction in the exact same way. Like it's fucking strange that that is these are all things that we tacitly understand. <laughs> While at the exact same time tacitly recognizing that the themes of connection that she writes about are just as valid like yeah. it, it, very strange i, I think the, the thing is i think it's it's a it's just like a death by a thousand cuts for you reading this yes. right like if it was just like one or two things it's right, like right. like yeah it's like nothing's perfect and everyone fudges details like it's fiction it's not supposed to be real everyone fudges details but yeah right. the fact that it, it's just so present yes i think is where like it's just like 
like it's like someone turning the heat up on a stove for you yes. and just go like yes. wait what 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 I, and I, I yeah it i did feel like the frog that knew it was being boiled in the water like <laughs> being like no i gotta get out of here uh i you know uh, something else that was so strange about it is even like at a a a, a structural level of storytelling it is so profoundly focused on like the repeated patterns that people fall into with each other that like like the the patterns of like miscommunication with people who you are intimate with like not in a sexual way mm-hmm. but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that you are close to that like this person says this thing this person says this thing i like the, the hurts and joys and reconnections that you experience with somebody over a lifelong friendship is so relevant to video games because at all video games, we've talked about this on this show a lot, video games are inherently all of them about repetition. All of them. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again. And the book lightly references this there's a recurring sort of motif in the book about how like it's very focused on like dying in a game and losing a life and restarting even though not all games have death like that repeats and like there's this great opportunity to talk about that like we do the same things over and over and over again that's so relevant to the story and yet the games these people are making from the mid 90s on it's like, well, in this level, they have to do this specific thing, and they need to only go to this point and interact with this one specific character. And I'm like, nobody would make a game like this. It would be the most expensive, ridiculously complex, hard thing to make. Like, none of the mechanics repeat. There's no, like, central gameplay loop. Do You don't seem to understand how games work. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind. Now, this the, the two main characters come into conflict with each other when one starts to feel that they're overshadowed by the other and she wants to make a game that is like a dark mystery about like a theater company. And there's murder in this theater company. Now, you could make that game now. You could make a game like the case of the Golden Idol. Wow. In 2023. Wow. 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 You couldn't fucking make it in 2003 and sell 5 million copies. You fucking couldn't. You can make it now and you can reach an audience of very specific people like Susan Hart. King wow. of the Segway. King of wow. the Segway. Wow. Nate Drake. Nate Drake. Um. <laughs> So, wow! wow. You know, thread that needle. Jesus, <laughs> take that needle. <laughs> Woo! Okay, her. <laughs> Ironically, case of the golden <clears throat> idol is something you could make back yeah. in in two thousand twenty, or two, in two thousand rather, because uh, it feels very computer gamey. Oh, very very classic. sort of uh, Colonel's bequesty. Very sort of, uh, you know, two D adventure gamey, pointy, clicky. Not five million copies. No, you ain't selling this five million a- copies of nothing back then. Come on, stop it. Especially on PC. Dragon Quest. You can like, like do Luke, Dragon Quest. Lucasfilm games. <laughs> yeah. Like like 
Star Wars man made a video game company and they made niche point and click games and we're happy if it sold like 50,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was breaking even right there. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> Let's, guys, if, the, if we keep going down that hole, it just, A, it just gets deeper and more uncomfortable. <laughs> I promise you. She's dropping Carmack and Romero nope. in 1994. No, no, no stop in it. In 94. No, no. Like their household names. Anyway. It's <laughs> a case of the Golden Idol. <sighs> case of the Golden Idol, yes. Uh, on PC, originally, recently released, uh, released on Switch. So, okay. So all of y'all out there who uh, enjoyed the concept of Oberdin. Uh, but could not deal with the visuals of of having to like, and I get that. Uh, may instead enjoy Case of the Golden Idol, which is ugly. I'm not gonna look. It's not a good looking game. It is, but it's ugly on purpose. It has a look. Oh, it's, I think it looks it's cool. grotesque. Yeah, I, yeah. I like I like the presentation. Like you look at it, and you're like, good choice. It's it, it is it, it, uh, yeah. So, but it is that same sort of deductive uh, logic. It's just a series of, of logic puzzles. But uh, unlike Oberdin, everything is put right in front of your face. Boop. So here's here's the shtick. So uh, way back, you are presented with a series of chapters, and each chapter is a death. You are given a t- a tableau to look at. And it might be in a few different locations, uh, but someone or several someones are dead. And you poke around and you look at the, the, the victim and you look at the witnesses and you look at any objects that are there and they're, they're uh, indicated by hotspots. So it's not just random clicking. And to solve each chapter, you are asked to fill in blanks. Now, the blanks might be in a sentence of, so-and-so came to such-and-such to meet with this guy over here, and then this happened, and then that happened, and they blanked him on the blank with blank, basically explaining what happened. Or it might be you have to put events in chronological order. Or you might be you're given five different bottles, and each one has something different in it. What is it? Right? And you have to figure all these things out using context clues and logic. What I like about it... There's two main things I like about it. The first one, and this is why it might be something you can stand, Anthony. Everything you need is right in front of you. Oh, that's great. Yes. <laughs> that's not so, Oberdin. Oberdin. It is not, no. Like, that's, it's, so this, <laughs> you were like Oberdin for people that couldn't get past the visuals. Visuals weren't the problem. It's that I'm a dum-dum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So... So what happens is as you click on stuff in the scene, you know, the body, the witnesses, the whatever, uh, you will be presented with text. And maybe it's a description of this is a bottle full of a, a clear liquid and it smells slightly of roses. Sometimes you'll see a word that's uh, underlined. And if you click on that word, it's added to your glossary at the bottom of the page. Those are the things that you will be using to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. all the words in the glossary you know how many words total 
are in the glossary because it tells you you found 12 of 49 or you found 10 of 13. Are there things in the glossary that aren't used? Like, yes. is there, yeah, I was just, okay, yes. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there are yeah. red herrings, yes. But what's great is, if you're not getting it, if you're looking at whatever it is it's asking you to explain and you can't figure it out, first thing you do is, do I have all the words? Mm. And if you don't, well, okay, then you've missed something. You know you've missed something if you don't have all the words. If you do have all the words, then you know the answer's there. You just have to figure it out. And I like that because it puts it puts guardrails around the whole thing, right? You know something's missing or you know nothing's missing. Mm. Therefore, you, you know which way your brain's got to go. The other thing I like about it is it's a continuous story. So it starts way back when uh, there are these two guys go on an expedition to a ruin one guy has a map to the ruin, the other guy funds the expedition, and they find the golden idol. So the very first chapter, it's the tutorial, so I'm not spoiling anything. The very first scene you have is one guy pushing the other guy off a cliff. <laughs> Does it, so, is it animated or is it like a still? It is not. No, it's yeah. still. So what you so everything that happens after that in the game is these guys' descendants. And it, it's all tied to finding this idol back in the beginning and what the idol can do and what they use it for. And it goes places you absolutely do not expect it to go. Hmm. Really creative and interesting places, uh, gr gr gruesome places, uh, but cool, just really cool, really, really smart storytelling. Um, and it's, it's a great, Puzzler, highly who, recommend it. Who made this? Some some indie team. Yeah. Uh, Are they like? I, I was just wondering if they were like a known quantity. I don't. Oh, I, I don't think, think this so, is the no, first game. Yeah, yeah. I I do very much like the look. Like I like it. It. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything else. That's for sure. It doesn't look like anything else. Like it looks. <laughs> this is gonna sound so dumb. It looks like a foreign storybook. No, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? I know what you mean. Yeah, mm -hmm. like somebody comes back and they're like, "I was in Scandinavia and found yep. this," and it's well, like, I mean, the team is, I think, is based out of like East, like Europe somewhere. I think, oh, I, like, yeah. I'm not sure exactly where, Do but yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure, Europe? like, like I think, like, like maybe Poland or something, based on looking at the names here. But yeah, where they, where they, when they watch Midsummer and they're like, yeah, yeah no, I know they're those like, people. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did put her in the bear. Like we, we yeah. always this, put this her is in the bear. <laughs> yeah what no what? you don't you don't why how do your vacations go like it's it's yeah but how one of my favorite moments one of my favorite moments playing that game and i don't know if this was intentional or what because it's like a lot of the times when you're like trying to suss out the clues like you're looking at the different pieces and you're trying to piece together the story of like what happened yep in this moment and that's like sometimes it's like like who the killer is or even sometimes it's just like who gave what to whom who mm -hmm. was in what room who notified who and there's one where it was like i like like i felt like i was either missing a detail or it wasn't like explicitly told and i was putting names in the thing and it's like this is wrong but it also it, it like it does the thing like mastermind does where it's like if right. it's wrong flat out like if, if like nothing's right it will tell you but if you have something right but it's in the wrong spot it will also give you clues as to that so i was like oh wait this name 
it says it's correct, but it's in the wrong spot. So I moved some stuff around and it completely changed the way that I viewed that scene. And it like, it just, it, it felt so brilliant because like, I yeah. didn't even like, I didn't know if like I had just stumbled into this moment or if this is the way that like the developers intended it to you, but like it completely just changes your perspective and you're like, Oh yeah, and like it, it's full of like really clever little moments like that. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's really and, cool. Be, and because the other cool thing is because it is a continuing story. If you know that character from chapter two is you know Joe Blow, well he's still named Joe Blow in chapter five. In chapter five, mm. so if you see him again, you're like, great, I already know who he is. Boop, boop. Fabulous. So if he's talking to that person, I bet that means they're... Yeah. Because relationships continue and alliances continue and, and, and all that. It allows you to bring the wealth of your knowledge and everything you've learned to date into more and more complex and sophisticated situations and motivations. How does this run on Switch? Does it, like, run nice? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, here's... I mean, it's not a lot... <clears throat> To do, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that that is not a a. <laughs> I have found that with switch ports these days, uh, yeah. uh, mm. technically busy games don't necessarily are. That's not the deciding factor. Sometimes people are just like, yeah, we took the fucking Android version, we just crammed it in there, and yeah, we didn't have any fair money point. for testing. Fair uh, point. Um, no, 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 it's fine. It's it's, it runs it's good. fine. It's the other fine. thing that I it's, will say. Oh, go ahead. It takes the controls take a little getting used to because this is very clearly a PC game first. Mm. Um, but once you're once you're used to them, it's it's totally fine. Got it. So one thing that I will say too is that uh, when you start the game, it gives you two options. One is either like you go full classic point and click mode where you don't get any hints as to where items are, and the other one is <gasps> oh. Put put the gold dot on stuff I can click yeah. on, please. Because yeah, like gold dot. You'll be happier. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that's not the point of the game. Exactly. Exactly. The fucking Final Fantasy VII solved this twenty five years ago. You could like just hit select, and it would show you little dots on all the things mm. that you could interact with and where the exits were. Like just do that. Not Oberdin. Not you. 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 That's yeah. not the point. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember a game from about 10 years ago called Gods Will Be Watching? Yes. Uh, this, like, it is a different style. Like, it's a different graphical style, but the gruesomeness of the screenshots evokes that game to me. Where, like, like it could go from simplistic, like, pixels that look like they're from an Amiga to horrific violence. <laughs> at the yeah. drop of a hat. I'm looking at an image where a man is being burnt alive, and I'm like, that's yeah, that's fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's the people in this game are mean. Yeah, they're mean. It's it's not like kitty little gay. It's like oh no, they're doing bad stuff, man. I, I like a darkness. I I enjoy a darkness. Uh, I I'm gonna add this. That, like I I feel like we're going to get to the end of the year we're going to get to the end of 2023 and we're going to be doing our year-end show where we mm -hmm. pick a game where we tell each other all to play it and i feel like you're either going to tell me to play case of the golden idol or dredge finally and mm. 
in order to like to prepare for that, I have to make sure I play Dredge this summer. <laughs> Get it out of the way. So that I'm forced to play Case of the Golden Idol. There you go. At the so, end of the year. Um quick question. So I played the base game when it came out last year, but I have not played the DLC, which is like <clears> five, five bucks. But I think the Switch version comes with that, right? No, you gotta pay for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you play it? Do you did you I play did. it? How I did. I did. Uh it's great. Okay. Um yeah, it's just it's it's three more chapters uh of events and people that are adjacent to the main story. Okay. Hmm. So and, like and, the, does it okay. feel like it adds stuff like to to the game like to the, to the story like I'm, no. I'm, I guess my question is like do, does it matter or is it just like a fun thing to do? It it doesn't matter. It's just do you want more mysteries to solve? Do you want okay. more puzzles? Okay. Then then get the DLC. If I you do. then yeah. <laughs> Okay, and also, I mean, I I got it not just because I loved playing the main game, but like, yes, I will throw money at towards people doing stuff that is not you know ye old rogue like ye, ye old shoot 'em ups yeah. far, farm simulating shoot, shoot. farm simulating rogue like oh card I battlers. Never thought I would say this, but stop fucking making farm sims. There's oh so many. God. Do do you like? like <laughs> I always There's wanted- enough now that the fairy farm sim, the fairy slash supernatural slash mystical witchy farm sim, is its own subgenre. I I don't stop it. I don't want to begrudge people from making what they want to make. Like sure. I, you know, like I get, I like I get the impulse to make something because you're like, well, mine will be new. But there does seem to be like. Like it's not purely artistic. Like there's the merce, there's the murking yeah. of all of this, and I want to teach the video game industry, like please learn this one lesson, because it happens over and over again. Oh, fucking League of Legends is huge. It's the biggest. Let's all make the mobas, and then we'll be the biggest. Oh, the then battle royales. Let's be the biggest. Oh, destiny. Then, let's be the biggest. And then no one plays them because no one in like none of the bean counters realize that like people have a finite amount of time and attention, and they, their time they, and attention is already on the thing that they know they, and like, yes. and they don't want to learn the new thing that they don't care about. Guys, Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing exist. Yeah, they're gonna keep getting the money. You can't have their money just because you want their money. Make yeah, something no, else. No, here, no, not quite. I will tell you this as a person who has now played through Stardew Valley four, thank you, four times. Make, rip off Stardew Valley. <laughs> just do that. Do that. I'm not kidding. Give just do me, that. Th- this is the problem. They're yeah. making farming sims that aren't as interesting mm-hmm. as Stardew Valley. Yes. They're not as cool. They're not at, you know, there are their characters suck. They're not interesting. Stardew Valley, you've got characters. You've got the one guy coming back from being in, in the military and he's got PTSD. You got the other character who's living with her alcoholic mom in a trailer and she wants her to stop drinking, but she doesn't know how. Like you've got like people, like actual characters in Stardew in addition to uh, you know, a monster that shows up randomly in the middle of the night. And then there's a witch. And then there's also the little Jumimos who help you with your crops. Like, there's just so much going on that it's all really cool. Just 
do that. Give me that, and I will give you money. That's you, you make the right point because I look I like if I like look in into my library, and I'm like, how many shmups and fighting games and brawlers have I played over the last thirty five years? The right. answer is one million. Uh, and <laughs> I, you know, I'm not like, well, it's only it's Final Fight or it's nothing. Um, games that you've given a lot of money to, Susan. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna save the 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 fucking and violence for last. <laughs> <laughs> games games that you've given all the money to. You are back in it. You're back in like a thing that has not been copied successfully, much like Stardew Valley. You're back in the dark. You're, I am. You're in that long dark. I mean, okay. So 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 first, I want to clarify. I I have. This ties in nicely, though, King of the Segway, and you didn't even know it. So, <laughs> I have played. F- well, this is this. Is, it's more than this now because I checked this a few days ago. Four hundred ninety-six hours of The Long Dark. Yeah. To be fair, over nine years. Right. Oh, wow. But still. Yeah. yeah. Still. G- That's a long time. <laughs> Holy right? shit! This also ties into what I want to talk about. So, but. Um, I don't even think I paid for my original copy because I was a game journalist, so yeah. I got it for free. So they recently have changed up their the way the game is structured. And so they just released a bunch of new content, and it was 20 bucks. So to this point, if you had the base game, you just got every new update and everything for free. This is the first time they, they charge? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I am happy to give you $20 because, I mean, come on. What kind of jerk would I be if I was not happy to give you $20? Here's the problem, and here's why I want to talk about it today. Okay, so when Long Dark came out, uh, it's been out longer than nine years because it came out on PC Mm -hmm. first. Uh, it It was in early access for a long time. It was a narrative game. It had a story. And it still does. They haven't finished the story, actually. But what? and while the story is, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good story. But as is kind of, it's kind of analogous to what happened with like Halo and stuff. Like, yeah, mm. we got this great single player. We don't care. We just like the multiplayer. What happened was uh, they did the the did the story, and they're like, oh yeah, we also have a survival mode. And that, the people who play it, like I do, are like, oh, story, that's cute. Oh, the survival mode. Oh, you know, gotta make my deer skin boots. Right? So, they've shifted uh, to like, okay, well, story, for people who give a shit, story mode's gonna go over here. We're gonna put a lot of time and attention into survival mode, which makes sense because that's where uh, their long-haul players live. So they release this new content. It adds a, a brand new area to the map. A couple new areas, but one uh, main area focus. And the story is, uh, and, and, and it gives you stuff to do. There's narrative elements in survival mode now. Neat, okay, cool. You go to this new area, it's an airstrip, and, uh, and you find a, a radio. And it's like, oh, and there's a note. If you go fix the transmitters in these three other areas of the map, then maybe we can get a signal hmm. and maybe we can we can talk to other people, right? Because this whole thing is post-apocalyptic and there are no other people around. So, oh, wow, this is really, really neat. And you do all that and then it sends you back to the airfield. Here's the problem. This airfield is an advanced, the, the different areas in the map are easier or harder 
Mm-hmm. Right? Some have more resources and more places of shelter. Some don't. This is a highly advanced map. Like you need it, you need to really know what you're doing. So you need to know what right. exactly. Yes. Um, typically in the game, I mean, because it's it's post apocalyptic. Uh, cold is the biggest yeah. problem. This is why I started playing this again because it's 115 degrees outside. So yes, I'm playing. I am playing a game where you can freeze to death. But if you get the right gear in most situations, you'll be absolutely fine. In this area, the temperature is always dropping when you're outside. Huh. So it's like, okay. The, it's just, it's all very, very advanced. I'm not going to get in the weeds because who cares about all the other ways. There's just so many different elements working against you in this map. Makes it really, really difficult to just explore and figure out what's going on and just whatever. So here's my question. So this game has been out for a freaking decade. Right. Right. And I understand the most people who still love it and st- who are most enthusiastic about it are that hardest of the hardcore. Sure. If you have this game and who who do you serve? Do yeah. are you still <clears throat> trying to get new players or are you like okay, the new players whatever, we're going to make these people, because like, I, you know, I've played nearly 500 hours of this game. I hate this new area. It's too, it's too much. It's too many hard things. Susan, this is the funniest thing is I'm like racking my brain because when you were like, oh, this one is at an airstrip in my head, I'm like, wasn't there already an airstrip? Like in my, I, I, I was like, I thought at one point, we talked about how like there's an airstrip and you could hide from wolves really effectively in a control tower. And I'm having that thought and questioning it because Long Dark has done all the things you can do with Long Dark after 10 years that I'm sure that at least part of this is like, all right, well, what haven't we done? Yeah. yeah. Like what what is the what is at least if we're going to finally ask people to give us more money, how do we distinguish this? Yeah. And it's like, all right, we'll make it really hard. Yeah. And That's an I, interesting point. Yeah. If I was looking at, you know, if I was looking at the world as it has evolved in the wake of Long Dark, I mean, like, we had the early access version of this game on the fucking streaming show with those cats. Like, yeah, way back at the beginning. Yeah. And one of the things that's very different now is back then, something all of us complained about was the over tutorializing and over over handholding of mm-hmm. games at the time. And there's been this title shift towards much more difficult and much more like Byzantine design. People want mm. their especially for like the crowd that responds to things like long dark and survival games people want things that they have to communicate with others about the pro strats on how to get through mm. and so i i can see that like if you're just like well what do we what do we think is going to get people to cough up money i like it's not just the super player it's like well what if we say this is like the most brutal 
the most oh, brutal survival point. experience that yeah. you can have at this point. Um, mm. It's I, like I think it's amazing that you know I know people that have been playing WoW for 19 years, mm. and they're like not going to stop. They're like, yeah, I'll go back to WoW. I'll I, like it's the comfort food. It, it, but that's a thing that's shared. Like, there's a routine there. Mm-hmm. The fact that you keep going back to Long Dark, like, I, I, there are so few games that I can point to that I have that kind of relationship with. Like, Tetris. And it's fundamentally different. Like, it's not yeah, yeah. giving me the same thing. Like, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it's crazy that this is the first time it's, like, disappointed you. It's it. It's interesting that you bring up the what else can we do because that it does feel like that because yeah. this this area and it's a it's a shame because it's a really cool map. It's an airfield, but there's also a mine, and then there's some weird house up on the hill, and there's caves. There's lots of little places to find, which is really really cool. It's freezing ass cold. It, there's this there's this the glimmer fog this really <laughs> thick fog I don't know man this really thick fog that comes in that gives you insomnia and and rest is a resource so that's okay we've got that also uh it, it's just it's just a few and, and it's really remote it's yeah. really hard to get to. So it's not like, okay, I'm just going to nip over there. Like, it's a choice yeah. to go there. And it's just, it feels like a few, oh, there. Oh, that's the other thing. There's no, in most places, there's, um, in most of the other maps, there's at least one place where you can cook indoors. Mm. This doesn't have that. So you have to cook outside, and it's freezing ass cold, sure. and et cetera, et cetera, so forth. Uh, so it's just like a few too many ideas all thrown together. It's very funny. Like, all all three of us came to video games in an, in an era when video games were locked objects. Like, if you wanted to mm. iterate and you wanted to grow things, you either re-released old things and changed them, or you made sequels. Right, right. And now we're like... We're into an era where games live for 10, 15, 20 years. And they almost become like bands. And it's like, oh, Long Dark. It's in its late career experimental phase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Long Dark tried to make its its electronic album and woo. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're Brian Wilsoning again. They're Brian Wilsoning again. Yeah. Like, Locked oh, himself shit. in a room for a decade and. I, I Nothing came out of it. <laughs> Stop trying to act young, long dark. Like it's it's that that kind of mode. Yeah, that's very that's a strange experience. That's a strange experience. Um, another strange strange experience. I was just gonna say another <laughs> another strange experience. Let me tell you guys a little strange experience. So, Dave, I want you to talk about this game because I haven't played that much of it. But I turn on Final Fantasy 16 on the day it comes out. And I'm sitting in my living room playing it. This is Final Fantasy. A game that is known for happy big yellow chickens and then summoning big lightning gods who do ridiculous things to men and women in very little clothing doing flips off things. That's about it. 
and I'm playing it and <laughs> a character comes in and immediately starts talking about rape. Just full tilt talking about rape. <laughs> now, last time on Continue, we talked about the fact- Pro or con? Con, thankfully. Okay. But like a character being like, saying to a female character, first, we're going to have our fun. My kid is in the room. <laughs> I understand that there is an M for mature on this box. However, at no point in 35 years of playing these games have I had to worry about sexual assault being a topic in the big yellow chicken and bouncy swords and electric gods game. Not a thing I've had to worry about. No, but the, now, okay, Dave, tell me about Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 16, uh, or uh, I wish I was playing Ghost Trick, um, is is how I'm calling this. Which I, I started up the remake. It, that's that that's a fun game. That game runs it's, the game. remake runs at like 60 frames a second too. It's weird. Anyway, this is not a podcast about Ghost Trick right now. Not Should yet. be. Uh, I don't like. So many people have been yelling online about, like, what this isn't a real Final Fantasy, or this is a real fight. Like, that conversation's not interesting to me. Like, you might as well be arguing over whether or not, like, Sunset Boulevard is a Final Fantasy game. Like, I don't care. Like, it's whatever the creators want it to be. They've said as much. It's like, it's a brand. If they want to make, like, a super dark Final Fantasy game and, like, go for it, okay, do that. You gotta, you have, you have to put depth in it though. I can't, ju- and that's 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 my problem with the game is that this game is all surface, no depth. Mm. Um, that that's interesting. I like fe- in in all ways. Like- it feels like a game of conflicted identity, okay. and so because so here's here's my experience with the game. Like the demo came out, and it's like again very jarring. Like right out of the gate, characters is saying. Fuck, characters saying cock, characters are like wanting to bang each other, and you're like, just this ain't your this ain't your daddy's Final Fantasy, like right out of the gate. And then it's super and, embarrassing. Cringe. Yeah, and, and then you get to the bit where like there's a Lancer dude on top of a castle, and the trumpets go bum 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 bum, and then like he jumps down and does his like dragoon thing. And you're like, okay, it's a Final Fantasy game, and it does like once you get past that intro it mellows out a bit it's mm-hmm. still like dark uh but it's way it, it, it's more judicious in like putting in the final fantasy bits where it's like oh, okay so this is a game about big monsters who just like beat the shit out of each other and like lots I, of it, like magic and all that stuff i I, um, I have played i have played to the point where you have beaten one of the other people that controls the summoning gods Yes, and now they're called, I have the, yeah, the I people have are called so the people are called dominance and the dominance <laughs> control summons. So and in subtle, this, right, Susan? Right, they're yeah. Called doms. And, <laughs> and then in this world, people who use magic are basically slaves. They're slaves. 
they're yeah. slaves to people who don't, and and they are they Not are branded with the they ta- just are they are they pra- are they're and they're property. branded with a tattoo on their face. They use crystals to uh, wield magic and to basically do menial jobs. Like they're, they're one of the side quests is like, oh, I'm a fishmonger. I dropped all my crystals to keep the fish cold. Go get my crystals. Fight a bunch of crabs to get my crystals back. So you do that, and then, and then he's like, oh, thank you for helping me. I'm uh, I can do my job now. Um, it's full of stuff like that. And the thing is too, is that the more that you use magic and crystals, the more it like decays your body to the point that you get, I forget what it's called, but there's like a curse that you succumb to where you basically, your body just turns to stone. Uh, and yeah, just, be- and so again, not subtle, very surface level, like the kingdoms are using these slaves to do like to, to to work and they are discarded the moment that that they turn to stone and it's, like nobody like, gives a shit you, even to where i've played it's nes thin like it is yeah like humans are humans and we should all be treated like like people what are you fighting for so that people aren't dicks to each other and we can keep the land from being ruined like it is that so there's nothing under that no <laughs> No, and that's the problem with it is because like it, it it wants to like ape that tone of like Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones has faults. Like like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like Game of Thrones is like this apex of like storytelling and art, but there's at least like some depth there. There there are characters there that mm. you care about. You care to hate them. You care to love them. You love when like one of them like backstabs the other, or, or like and the, or you're shocked when the guy's plan goes awry and like he's the one who gets fucked. Like you, like it makes you care about characters because it like it ultimately understands that each of these people are interesting. Final Fantasy 16 don't do that. Like there's oh, like no. one guy, Sid, Sid. who's like Sid. who's like who's the a one cool character. One cool guy and um like I don't like I don't want to say spoilers exactly, but he's gone by the third by the first third of the game. No. And then he's the like, only reason to keep playing. To be fair, the moment when like the, like the 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 moment that it enters the second act, like that big conflict, is really it's like that's the moment where I was like, oh, maybe I'm back in because you get this like sick ass boss fight, uh, and like it's like oh that like we're we're going like full like hooded characters like Tetsuya Nomura like style like like big like summon demon dudes talking about like, Oh, I'm going to take over your soul. Like you're like, Oh, this like the final fantasy shits here. Like I'm maybe I'm back in. And then, yeah, then it just kind of like settles back into like kindergarten game of Thrones. And, uh, it's like, even like story aside, like that's not even like my biggest problem with the game. I mean, it's, it's of a piece, right? So, the game feels like it is uh, conflicting identities. Mm-hmm. You have one half where it wants to be Devil May Cry character action game. Like, yeah. and the moments when it does that um, are good. Like the boss fights are like thrilling. Like they're like the easily the coolest part of the game. Um, and like there are some moments, like especially because like the the whole thing is that like your character Clive 
is uh, he was supposed to be the dominant of Phoenix. Like, like you're like when you were born, you had this. Like, they, they all hoped that you were going to be the guy that controlled Phoenix for your kingdom. It's going to be the summit. Dom of Joaquin Phoenix. The, that's the that Dom is. of Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, I, it's, I know. I was thinking Phoenix, Arizona. Like yes, he's just, just you know, <laughs> Duke just of the Dom of a hot town. Duke of Phoenix. Uh, no, so he, instead, it turned out to be his little brother right. Joshua. And so the big twist that happens at the end of the first demo is that there's actually another dominant of fire, uh, which is Ifrit, and like just straight up like goes to town on on goes Phoenix, like your little brother, yeah. yeah. And and so over time you discover like like oh actually like you're Ifrit, and so you can like control this like latent power and transform into to the big summon and there are like these big like fights against uh, like like other big summons and they're like really cool looking just like lots of effects like very very fluid fights but so you have that half of it and then you have the other half where they're like oh like final fantasy is an rpg so we have to make an rpg and all of that stuff is like there's there's no depth at all like it doesn't it, it feels very perfunctory like yeah there are side quests for no reason no discernible so, reason n- side quests for no discernible reason and, well okay so there are two types of site like and, you know it's made by the ff14 guy so there are two types of side quests side quests that don't matter and side quests that have the little plus icon on them when if you do them they actually unlock something important like oh, that's how you get, you get your chocobo through a side quest like that you can upgrade your like um your potion potency uh stuff like that so like and the but the thing is like none of the side quests like the actual things that you do in them are interesting like the very first just to give you a taste of what you'll be doing the very first side quest is a guy telling you hey walk to that room over there pick up a w- wood board and yeah. then come back to me. Yep. Here's three and bowls it, of soup. Give the bowls yeah. of soup to other people in this room. It's yeah. like imagine you're playing like you're you're playing something that looks like it's from the future, but it plays like Mass Effect One. Ooh. And doesn't have No People were saying like oh the, this game feels like a PS2 game, and I'm playing this going, like, that's kind of insulting to PS2 games. It's very insulting to PS2 games. Because, <laughs> like, the, like Final Fantasy X had depth in, in systems and character and combat, and, like, the co- oh, so the combat in this game is very flashy, and I imagine, like, someone who is very good at these sorts of games will be able to put like i've already seen like clips on twitter you know when it worked of like people just doing ridiculous shit with this combat system but there's no reason to but (laughs) there's one there's no reason to and two everything else surrounding it there's is there's no depth so like people will move in and out of your party but you can't do anything with them like you can't synergize with them you can't (laughs) uh coordinate attacks they just occasionally attack the enemy with you you have a dog torgal who follows you around he's a very good you, boy he's a good boy yeah. but, and you can very. command him to do stuff but like it feels like like it doesn't really do anything yeah i so uh, he can he there's like a command for him to heal you i have never seen it work 
I think like, so what it does I think is so like your health bar has two health bars like you have the bit where it gets knocked down and it's like transparent yeah. and then you have that bit when it gets knocked down all the way I think he can slowly heal you up like the transparent bar but he can't like push it further than that so yeah I, but again it's so slow I have a that question. It's like, yeah yeah why would you do the side quest that doesn't have a plus I, I don't see a reason to. You get That's crafting stuff. So yeah, you get, you get crafting, crafting stuff, stuff that like, doesn't matter. It just uh, doles out crafting stuff at all times, get... and there's like, there's not a lot to craft. Like, I, I have never. You go back. There's one store, like one store and one like blacksmith for your gear, and you can upgrade your gear. I've never had a time in playing for like six or so seven hours where I haven't been like, all right, I have all the stuff for like the best thing. Like, oh, yeah. And it's not like I'm doing yeah. that much. But even then, like the upgrades are like, like this is a game where like you, you will upgrade your armor bracelet and it gives you five extra hit points when you already have like 1300. <laughs> yeah. And you like, what are it's, we doing here? I like, <laughs> all, like it does. This, it's fun. I am like it I have fun when I'm like cutting on a like giant like angry bison with the sword. Like I find the combat enjoyable. Yeah, like that part feel it feels good. Right. But there's nothing beyond that. Like Every it, there, time there's it like it, it feels Oh my god, they destinate it. Yeah, they destinate it. it. Like and like it's like destiny after the first the first beta. You remember when you played like that? Like we were all like, make it, make it the beta. Again. Yeah, we enjoyed that. And like they, like they've sanded off too many edges. It feels like that. I want to make it clear. Like I, I, I'm not as far as you, Dave, and I haven't like fallen out with it. Like I'm still enjoying myself. But a, you guys know, like this is the type of game that I love. I love like a devil may mm. cry. Mm-hmm. And this is not a devil may cry. Like this is, it's too, like you have a lot of options on what to do, but they all feel pretty similar. And yeah. like, I like, oh, mm-hmm. I can switch between fire and wind powers. Like I don't, I don't really need And to. the thing is like, they don't, like there's no, nope. like there's no, I, you get maybe a little bit of stat bonus if you attack someone with the right icon. Just but so even easy. then you're talking like, maybe you press the square button a few fewer times. Exactly. And like, like it's that's just, it. That's like it. there's no it's, there's no status effects like to you really like there's poison I think but like even right. then it's it's just, it's just it's so flat it's flat it is mm-hmm. just just a flattening of everything every time um, it seems like it's building up a head of steam for like something interesting to happen with the story you were talking about this guy Sid and like they introduce a uh, this character named Benedicta and like as you're sort of going through this conflict with Benedicta, they start to flesh out a little bit of her history with Sid and like sacrifices she's made as a magic user to have like some security and station in life. And he's like, you've given up your ideals. Like it really seems like there's going to be some character development and conflict. And then you just kill her. Like she just, you just, she's a boss fight and then she's dead. And yeah, that's it. And I was like, well, we, why? Why? Yeah. I thought that was going yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and then, well, and 
And then, like, I don't think you've gotten to the point where, like, the game has opened up a bit more to actually, like, let you explore environments and stuff. Oh, I'm, where it's I'm like, kind of there. Because like, there's a... Like, there's the, the... like the We're going back the, to Rosaria. Okay. Because, yeah. like, yeah. That's like, pretty open. You get... But the problem is... There's nothing to do. There's there. nothing to do there. There's, there's no reason to, to explore anything. I, I, I explored the treasure this whole big sucks. Map. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing that it's to me. And again, this is where I talk about like conflicting identities. It's like either you got to make the RPG stuff matter, right? You have to give people like you, you put the big environments there, give them a reason to look around and want to to poke around and do yeah. stuff like side dungeons that are options, you know, like all that stuff. Or take it away and make the the linear Osiris Wrath character action game mm-hmm. that is buried in here. And I f- like I feel like if they did that, where and it was just all killer, no filler. I don't know. Like I'd probably still have issues with the story, but it would at least be like moving faster because mm-hmm. there are moments that where the main story will just grind to a halt because they're like, well, we have to turn this ten hour game into a thirty five hour game. And right. so, like, there's one that I just did where it's, like, one of the characters like, I want to build an airship. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Go do that. And we'll, like, when you're done, we'll, no, I want you to go and get me all the ingredients for it, which then requires you to go talk to all the people who can help you and then choose which person to take with you on each quest and then go do that quest and then come back and turn it in and then go off on another one and do that quest and then come back, turn it in. And it's just, like... It just makes spinning me spinning wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I'm like it's like I'm putting on a podcast to to basically kill time to get to the next like story beat that matters. Yikes. It's Are you are you going to finish it? Are you going to go? I mean, yeah, cuz I'm a broken straight? I'm a broken person and like that's <laughs> the other thing. It's so easy that like it is easy. Like can you up the difficulty? Like, can you? There's like, a new game plus that apparently, like, once you finish the yeah, game, but you can't. can turn up the difficulty, uh, which apparently is actually difficult. But yeah, no, first playthrough, there's no difficulty setting. It's just mm. I mean, like they're they're story focused and action focused, and I think the only difference is that story focus automatically equips you with some of the like accessories that make dodging easier. Yeah, but even like I, I put it on action focused and like it is I'm sleepwalking through this game. I, I really wanted something like when when I like I, I, I enjoyed that demo. The demo sold me on the game. Like it made me we talked about this last time. Like I was really excited. Uh, beside, you know, with the exception of the like fucking and killing we're the big yeah. boy Final Fantasy now. Um I was pumped because I could see like the potential in the combat. Yeah. But, and that's the thing is like, I was in the same boat and like, I did that other, like the demo where it's like, yeah, like you, where you actually do the fight against Benedicta and it's like, you actually get to see how all the powers work together. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm interested now. I'm sold. But then you get a little bit further than that and you quickly realize, Oh, that's that's it. That's That's all it's got. (laughs) You just showed me like, Oh, and again, no. it's like, unless you're like really invested in the story, which like, I'm just, I'm not, there's like the details are interesting. Like if I like pull, like, you know, did like a, like a zoomed out and like, just told you things that happened, 
like you'd be like oh that sounds really cool but like the execution is just so like i don't like people are talking about stuff going on and i just have no interest in any like there's a way to do political intrigue this isn't it like you have to you have to have characters that matter like you could have all the details of like warring nations and you know like movements and like 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 oh this they're outflanking us here like you can have all that and it doesn't fucking matter if i don't care about anyone that this is happening to if you had told me at the beginning of 2020 when we when all three of us were like pandemic freaking out playing animal crossing like Mm. white knuckling our way through animal crossing (laughs) because it was the only thing keeping us sane if you had told me in like march right when lockdown began that this was going to be the one that felt flat and pandering to a mainstream audience in a completely like misunderstanding way and that final fantasy 7 remake was going to be the well-written meaningful emotionally considered and complex gameplay like triumph i would have been like you're fucking put down the yellow tail because you're fucking (laughs) drunk (laughs) like that is yeah that's insane it's insane yeah so what have we learned today we've learned that long dark don't do airstrips (laughs) number one Murder mysteries are not something that would have sold 5 million copies in no. the year 2000, but they no. do very, very well for themselves in 2023. And we've learned that Final Fantasy 16 should probably not just be uh, a Fast and the Furious movie. I, think. I don't get... Here's what I don't get. Fast and the Furious movie has characters. That does, yes. Yeah. It doesn't have Clive. F- 15 sold well yes it yeah. did yeah, well, 15 it, did well it had a rich story and it, but, like mechanically I didn't care for the mechanics but other people like I, I don't get it so we, we've talked about this recently is that this is like Redfall another moment mm. where we are seeing the the complete failure to understand what audiences want and align that with the needs of modern AAA development timelines. Because Mm. I'm sure that in 2016, when this game went into full development, they were like, nobody wants turn-based games. Nobody wants a turn-based game. The turn-based game won't work. They like, we need to go full action. And so they made that decision in 2016, fucking nine years ago Mm -hmm. or seven years ago. Forgive me. And then, like, this game went into development before Persona Five even came out, mm-hmm. or fi- like the la- or Fire Emblem Three Houses, or Fire Emblem Engage, or all of these turn-based yeah! these turn-based yeah! games that have like killed, or Final Fantasy Seven R, or all of these other I'm, things. But 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 I don't think it's it's the, it's the moving away from turn base that is the issue. No, I I hear the turning turning away from a. This is a game that was clearly made with like, well, this is what the global audience wants. Like, mm. th- like let's make something that is as flat as it can be, because people will only want like an action game. Like this, this came out like 
this went into development almost exactly when God of War 20, like, right? Right? Like, they yeah. thought they were making God of War reboot. That's what mm-hmm. they thought. And I, you know. Yeah, they, where like, like Final Fantasy 15, like, went in development when all of those, like, open world type games were exactly. all the rage. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, this mm-hmm. is, this is a. I like it's funny there was that big there was like the rumor like oh Square's all worried about the pre-orders on Final Fantasy 16 and it's like don't dilute your fucking thing like I you call it your brand call it your identity whatever like if you want to think about it from like the artistic end or the business end no matter what like if you have something that is distinctive do not dilute it yeah. Because you think that you're chasing the bigger dollar. Because you yeah. will never fucking get it. It will yeah. never work. Never. Not once. Um But it feels like Kentucky that's Fried kind of... Chicken, man. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Their motto. Do one thing and do it better than anybody else. That, that's yeah. it. Do one thing and do it better than Final Fantasy. And like I'm not saying that like Final Fantasy needs to be a turn paced game where three people choose from a menu. Like no. th- this is not this this is very um it feels like something that was conceived in 2016 yeah. to get Final- Bro McBroerson buying it again. Final Fantasy needs to go back to setting trends. Yes. They mm. they have been chasing trends yeah. since at least 13. Oh yeah. Like it, yeah. it's it they've always like since 13. What trend was Lightning Returns chasing? That's the well, thing. Okay. It, so it was Light- just yeah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> No, but like, like Lightning Returns was them. Like, yeah, like, the, the, like the, at that point, they're like, look, if we put anything out, we'll recoup our costs on this engine. Just get weird, mm. make a game in a year. But thirteen was them looking at how to, like, what do Western players want? They want yeah. flashy graphics. They want like run down that corridor. Yeah. They want they want the big like set piece looking like cutscenes. And so chase that. Uh, Fifteen yeah. was the open world design, and like yeah, yeah they, they have they have been, and I think that's why there's always been this like identity crisis for them since then. I, is that yeah. they like they they are no longer a game studio looking to just make a game, and like be mm. the studio that wants to be the one that like sets, you know, the standard for like console games or you know whatever you want to call it for you because know, like that like playstation era like final fantasy 7 set the trend yeah yeah like it it, it was the trendsetter as, and then as, eight, as eight was doing and yeah, yeah 10 like, yep yeah for ps2 I, games and 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 but like one now that they've shifted to, you know we have to we have to please the shareholders we have to maximize profits we have to reach as many people across yeah. the world as possible we have to do the thing that people want rather than be the thing that people which is want. dumb because like all of the other things that they've made have supplanted that role and as like the experimental sort of unique thing and they've been rewarded for it like look at near automata like near automata yeah. has sold a gajillion copies and continues to because especially is... compared compared to its budget too which i imagine yeah. was not mm, not even close high. to what this is um so yeah Dan, i don't know people seem to love it like like i don't I know it. but I, I, I it's also it. well, mm, okay look 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 
there are certain brands yeah where people are like it's awesome i love it because yes. they will like it could come and kill their cat and they would say it's awesome i love it and they this is just fact and yeah. this is just fact. yeah mario brothers movie made a billion dollars that movie Susan, is- you say this every time there are people think that the things they like are who they are yeah and that's a fucking bummer no um Yo, it's not a bummer. The people that fucking caused this. King of the Segway. King yeah. of the Segway. King of the Segway. Who did this? Who's at fault? Who's gonna it's, go to court one day? Us, us, I us. Like, I, I like that. I like that cadence that you had there. It was very nice. Uh, who's gonna go to court one day? Uh, Patreon backers. One day. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash continue podcast uh we appreciate all your support um for our ten dollar backers and above i'm going to shout you out right now we've got special thanks to josh jamie souza toast adam gauntlet michael coffee shirley l the fancy manatee Stormshot, matthew peters denton brock gluttony one of seven frank sands tyler nilson shane nilson yaddle Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Co- Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rubin. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh. Thank you. If you are not a backer of the show and you are listening to this portion of the show, what is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> we're yeah. very proud of you uh, and grateful. Uh, if you cannot spare a dollar for the show, that is totally understandable. Uh, but share it give it to other people that's that's the most important thing what i will say uh five dollars does get you access to our discord and i'm going to be starting up a new thingy in the discord uh on this sunday which is the a no the ninth i know Mm. time i know days Uh, sunday july 9th at 1 p.m pacific i'm going to be hosting a double feature movie time in the discord channel uh so yeah five bucks gets you in for uh for the whole month and i'll be doing these probably i'm thinking bi-weekly i've got a whole list of like movies that i'm planning to share in that uh the first one that we're gonna do uh two of my favorites uh better tomorrow and better tomorrow two they're criminally underwatched john woo movies uh and uh i figured what better way to christen the the thingy than with than with those so i love that that's neat uh, if you're interested, what? hop in. That's a good thing to do. Uh, also, you know what? Next episode, next episode, I keep forgetting to do this. I was told recently that a podcast best practice is to do the call outs for Patreon at the top of the show rather than an hour and 45 minutes in. And I'm like, I've oh, never heard a podcast ne- that does that. I've never heard that in my life. Uh, and so I'm going to do it next time. We're going to flip the script. We're going to be like, you got to. Give us money, then that'll show them. That's not. True. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how you start, yeah. right? You should be like, give us money. Yeah, uh, yeah start with the bag. Shut up. Follow us on. A, do we have a continue blue sky? What? Yeah. Do we have? No, that? no, we'll do I don't have an invite, there. but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Everybody can follow us on blue sky though. Uh, yes. Which is a thing. We're, we we all three are there. We're all there. I am at a John Agnello. 
dot blue sky social thingy what is it you can just search for it the name and it comes names. up like the i don't get the whole dot dot like the you can make yeah. your own domain i don't get it you'll it's us you just search our names that's how you yeah. find us yeah uh, susan where else can people find you doing stuff just yeah just twitter chill. not that you can see it but it's there and and blue sky and that's it cowboy hat on the bomb Woo! yep Dave, where can the people find your comments on films? You can find me, I mean, you know, whenever Twitter is not. I, like, man, I don't know if it's coming back. It feels, this feels like actually dead. Yeah. Uh, but I'm there, David Robots, uh, Letterboxd, also David Robots, uh, and Blue Sky. Uh, my movie pick for this week, let me. Uh, so we we actually found on uh, the old archive a copy of Tales from Muppet Land: The Frog Prince, which is oh, a yeah. uh, really fun time. Uh, if you can, if you want to track that down, it's like a laserdisc rip, but it's like early Muppets, like 1971, like Kermit hops, and they it looks very funny. Uh, but yeah, it's like surprisingly holds up. Like there's a, like a psychedelic rock band jam session as Sweetums demolishes a dungeon. Uh, okay. it's, it's cute. It's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. The tales from up at land, the frog prince, go look for it. Watch it with your kids. Hey yeah. there. Uh, I don't, <laughs> issue one. Wait. issue one. I was like, that was like a little bit Stanley Spadowski from UHF and, uh, McLaughlin. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.